Welcome to the Sent from Disneyland podcast. Here age relives fond memories of the past. If it's your first time joining us, welcome. On this podcast, we'll take a journey into the past and explore Disneyland and Disneyland history with mementos, snapshots, and postcards sent from Disneyland from 1955 to the present. The postcards from this episode will be viewable on Instagram at Sent from Disneyland or on my website, sentfromdisneyland.com. Today, I'm starting off by thanking my patrons from patreon.com. You can join in and receive mail from my desk or from my trips to Disneyland. I'm currently working on some new patron benefits. Patrons can sign up for as little as a dollar per month. Special thanks to Random Olive, the first patron to this podcast, and to the e-ticket patrons to Nia, Eric Daniels, Monica Seats Vega, Joe Gamble, Scott Booker, Russ Romano, Michael and Christina Cross, Mary Henderson, and Sheila Harry. C-Ticket patrons, Serious Inquiries Only, Debbie Weinstein, Jennifer Schneep, Ruby McDowell, Grace Cote, Scott Cagle, Ben and Noel Bruning, and Patty Wollin. B-Ticket patron, the Disney Rewind Podcast, and to the A-Ticket patrons, Elise Sharp, Zealot Infinity, Alexis Robles, Maggie and Henry Byers, Angelique and the Block, and the All Aboard Podcast. I am your host, your post-host, Clocky, and today we have two postcards sent from Disneyland. The front of our first postcard has the Submarine Lagoon, where you can see the submarine Seawolf going into the waterfall, with another submarine coming out of the waterfall. Overhead, you can see the monorail track and the people mover track. On the back it reads, Submarine Falls. The mysterious depths of the legendary Seven Seas have been brought to reality for passengers aboard one of Disneyland's air-conditioned submarines. Guests enjoy looking through portholes to view an underwater panorama of sunken treasures, mermaids, a sea serpent, and beautiful flora and fauna of the underseas world. It's postmarked May 19, 1970, with a Scottsdale, Arizona cancel and a five-cent blue George Washington postage stamp. Scott number 1283. I assume they visit the park on Sunday, May 17th, when park hours were from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. The weather was a high of 86 and a low of 50. It's addressed to a Miss Susan Norton of Milford, Connecticut. It reads, This is the most wonderful place. You would just love it. We went on most of the rides. Love the submarine. Aunt Bobby. Not much change in Tomorrowland in the early 1980s. So much of Imagineering's energy was focused on New Fantasyland and Florida's combined park of Future World and the World Showcase known as Epcot Center. Tomorrowland's People Mover did receive a small change from the Super Speed Tunnel to a Tron-themed projection experience. One of the few additions to Tomorrowland in the early 1980s came from the China Pavilion of Epcot. The Wonders of China Circle Vision film was shown along with a new feature called American Journeys. The Wonders of China film would play until about 1.30 or 2 in the afternoon and would switch to the other film. The change of films in the Circle Vision 360 theater in the summer of 1984 also came with a change in sponsorship. The Bell Telephone Company left and the Pacific Southwest Airline Company took over. The major change in all of Disneyland in 1983 was the discontinuation of the ticket books to allow for all-day passports to all the attractions. Another addition from Epcot came to the Space Mountain stage in 1984. Although not mentioned in my 1984 maps, it was a 3D film which was part of the Future World section of Epcot in the Journey to Imagination Pavilion. In 1985, Disneyland Imagineers started looking at the next big changes to Tomorrowland. This started with the removal of Adventures Through Inner Space and the removal of the space stage in front of Space Mountain. 
I was happy to be able to use some of my Enfield Post postage stamps at the park. While watching Fantasmic, I found a table and sat down with a calculator and a glue stick and made some special postcards with vintage stamps. I think my favorite was sending a Lafayette stamp to Lafayette, California, near the reference to Lafayette in New Orleans Square. You can head over to EnfieldPost.com and explore all the different vintage stamps you can use on your next card or letter. That's E-N-F-I-E-L-D-P-O-S-T on Instagram and EnfieldPost.com for your wedding and vintage postage needs. Enfield Post is the official postage stamp sponsor of the Sent from Disneyland podcast. The front of our next postcard has three Tomorrowland attractions. On top, you can see the blue people mover. In the middle, you can see the Mark III monorail, and below, the gray submarine skate. On the back, it reads, Adventure by land and by sea. In Tomorrowland's unique attraction, you can explore the depths of the ocean aboard a submarine, ride sleek monorail trains, and tour the world of science and industry aboard the revolutionary new People Mover transportation system. It's postmarked March 15, 1975, with the U.S. Postal Service cancel and an eight-cent flag and White House postage stamp, Scott number 1338F. I assume they visit the park on Friday, March 14th, when park hours were from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. The weather was a high of 62 and a low of 41, with a quarter inch of precipitation. It's addressed to a Reverend Gerard Rowan of Lakesville, Minnesota. It reads, Friday. Hi. Pat and the kids and I are here at Disneyland today. It has grown since I was here before. Weather is great. Roy. The 1985 removal of the outdoor theater of the Space Stage made room for the Magic Eye Theater, which continued to show the Magic Journey's 3D film through mid-1986. But there were plans to replace it with a new film, which started production on July 15, 1985. Captain EO opened into Marland's Magic Eye Theater in September 1986. This new attraction included a televised opening hosted by Patrick Duffy and Justine Bateman. Less than six months later, Tomorrowland saw the addition of Star Tours. Star Tours also had a large, televised opening event, and just as strange as the Captain EO debut. Star Tours replaced Adventures Through Interspace and exited through the Star Trader, which was the new branding for the more generic character shop that was there before. This is likely when the neon Space Mickey Mouse was added to the exterior of the building, replacing the character shop sign. Some additional shopping opportunities opened in Tomorrowland in the mid-80s, including the Premier Shop, which is where the Little Green Men Command store is today. There is also a seasonal souvenir stand, which would appear in the summertime near the current exit of Pixie Hollow and the south side of the Matterhorn. Looking at some of the entertainment schedules, the Tomorrowland Terrace stage hosted groups named Discovery, Voyager, Crash, Gazelle, Airplay, and Polo. A few of the other changes in Tomorrowland in 1986 included the aesthetic change to the submarine voyage subs. They were painted yellow over the original gray and given small modifications to look more like exploration vessels versus Navy ships. And the Mark V monorail took over for the Mark III. This incoming postcard is sponsored by the Art Throwdown. Art Throwdown, or ATD, is an online craft hour on Instagram, starting at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 Pacific. Be sure to check out Monday's ATD, which is usually hosted by a paper artist, Russ Romano. I see many amazing art projects, learned about awesome postmarks, postage stamp history, and a lot more on different episodes. It's great to stop in for an hour to watch someone craft or design something unique. Each host brings something a little different to each show. I'll list some of the regular hosts, or you can follow Russ Romano 2021 on Instagram.
The front of my incoming postcard has Mickey and Minnie dancing around park icons like the Matterhorn, Sleeping Beauty Castle, the Carthay Circle Theater, and the Pixar Pal Around. Above these park icons are fireworks along with Dumbo and Tinkerbell. On the bottom it reads, Disneyland Resort, Play in the Park. It's postmarked June 16th with a Portland, Oregon cancel, a Woody, Jesse, and Bullseye Forever postage stamp. Scott number 4680. It reads, Hi Clocky, I visited Disneyland last week and picked up this beautiful postcard just for you. It was fun being back in the park. I rode all the rides, ate all the snacks, and watched Fantasmic twice. Have a magical day, your friend Julie. Thank you so much for the postcard, Julie. I too recently went to the park and also found this postcard. Funny story, when I found this postcard, the cast member asked if I needed postage and suggested that if I take it to the front desk of one of the hotels that they would have postage for me to send the postcards out. I of course had postage, but next time that I need a stamp, I may check to see if this is an actual Disneyland secret. Thanks for listening to Sent from Disneyland. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and tell your friends. It would be awesome to share your favorite episode. There are over 100 episodes to choose from. It would also help to leave a 5-star rating and comment on whatever podcast platform you use. If you'd like to support the show financially, please check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash sentfromdisneyland. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at sentfromdisneyland or on Twitter at sentfromdisney. For questions and comments, send me a postcard addressed to Sent from Disneyland, P.O. Box 44, Hood, California, 95639. This podcast is not affiliated with Disney, the United States Postal Service, or any post office or Disney properties. Opinions expressed on this podcast belong to its host and guest of the Sent from Disneyland podcast. 